This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by SEM Rush. It is our go-to SEO tool for doing audits, for tracking position and ranking, for really getting ideas on how to get more organic traffic for our clients, competitive intelligence, backlinks, and things like that. All the important SEO tools that you need for paid traffic, social media, PR, and of course, SEO. Check it out at semrush.com forward slash partner forward slash duct tape marketing. And we'll have that in the show notes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Andrew Werner. He is probably, most of you know him, as the founder of Mixergy, a program that interviews experts to help you grow your business. I think I did a masterclass five years ago or so, so you've been rocking and rolling for a while with this. You've also got a, a new initiative, something you call the Bot Academy, and so welcome, Andrew. Thanks. You know, it's so good to actually get to see you. I listen to your podcast and I know it's all audio, but I'm glad that you're doing video. I've got a screenshot here that I'm saving just to remember how you're doing this. Well, you and I bumped into each other at a conference, gosh, a year ago or so, but it was like two ships passing in the night. I didn't get to hear you. I don't think, I don't know if you were around when I spoke, but uh, yeah, it's, it's actually great. This isn't in person, but this is closer, right? So We've been hearing a lot about bots, obviously. It's, it's probably the hottest topic right now. So a lot of small business owners come to me and say, okay, is this new thing somebody to pay attention to? So give me, give me kind of the practical lowdown. Why should a small business owner or really anyone pay attention to what maybe seems like a fad, this bot thing? You know, I wasn't paying attention to it much for a long time. But what I did notice was that my email open rates were not increasing. And so I'm the kind of guy who wants to take action on stuff. So I hired a great copywriter and she did fantastic work. I'm so proud of the work that she and I did together. And it helped the open rates increase a little bit and the click rates increase a little bit, but it was not like revolutionary. And I want big. So I said, all right, uh, there's a company that will actually help increase your funnels. So I flew myself, my copywriter. We spent two days at the offices of this company working through our funnel, the whole process from beginning to end. And I came back super proud, still am, of the work we did. And it increased the open rates a little bit, the click rates a little bit. And I thought there's something wrong with me maybe because everyone else is you know, helping me out and they're all experts. And then uh, this company that I invested in, the founder sent me uh, research from MailChimp that said, here, across the board, all of our open and click rates. I thought, this is amazing. And I went through it and I realized, oh, it's super hard to get over 20% open rate. It's super hard across industries to get over 3% click rates. That means 97%, 97 out of 100 people are not clicking the emails that we're sending out. And it's not just me, it's across the board. And I realized, oh, I'm actually doing better than average. This is just the medium of email. It's It's not getting much more open rates. It's actually, you know, it's not, it's, I wouldn't say dying. It's just not growing. And I realized, oh, Look at how I communicate with my team. We use chat apps like Facebook Messenger, Skype, I mean Skype, yes, but uh, Slack and text to communicate with each other. My wife and I, we just told each other I love you before I got on with you. And I said, I'm, I can't talk for a little bit, but I did it by iMessage. We're using iMessage and other chat apps to communicate with the people we work and love with and know 
And then when it comes to selling, we use just email. And I thought there's got to be something better. So I'm not using chatbots to do anything kind of miraculous or 26th century. I'm just saying if people are communicating via chat, how can my business reach them that way? And that's probably the theme that has come forward in the last year or two is this idea of meeting people where they are, personalizing, giving people better experiences. And as you said, if that's the experience they want to have, then we probably better pay attention. So we probably, before we go much farther, we, I suppose for some people, we need to kind of give what your broad stroke view or definition is of a chat box. Sure. You know, the best way for them to do it is to actually see one. I've made an intro to one that they could see if they go to botacademy.com slash duct tape marketing. I wonder if I should get duct tape marketing. Do you get a lot of people who say duck like quack quack? Well, well, I do. And so, of course, I own the URL for that, too. So I've got to do <laughs> botacademy.com slash duct tape marketing and duct tape marketing. Because um, here's what happens when they go there. They're going to see my face. Hopefully, I'll even get a picture of you. And a button that says, hey, if you want to find out more, press this button. They press the button, and then their phone will vibrate, and they'll get an alert that says, hey, do you mind if I use this to tell you about my work? They tap that. And they get the first tip where I show them how chatbots can help them. Then the next day I come back with the next message and the next message. It's so similar to email marketing, except you might have noticed one thing's missing. There's no form. If somebody comes to my site and subscribes to my email newsletter, they have to fill out a form. Tell me their name. Tell me their email address. A lot of room for typos. A lot of room for people to give fake names or bad email addresses. Right? There's none of that. They come to a site. They're being offered something. They press a single button. And then they subscribe. Yeah, and, and I think, of course, with the ubiquitousness of Facebook Messenger, you know, as a chatbot, I think that that's the other thing too. It's people are already subscribed. Billions of people are already subscribed to this. 1.3 billion people on Facebook Messenger, not just once, downloaded the app and ignored it every single month. And if they happen to be people who don't have Messenger on their phone or don't even have new smartphones, next time they go to their desktop computer, they go to Facebook.com. My message will show up in the bottom right. And, and I'm, I'm certainly seeing an increasing numbers of people that are choosing that as a medium just to communicate with me. They want to ask a question. They want to recommend somebody. You know, I'm, I'm getting, you know, numerous uh, Facebook messages. So I think as that behavior increases, then it's just it'll just be normal to be in there. And John, I'll, I'll acknowledge this. Sometimes it's frustrating, right? Like that I might reach you via text message on a Saturday night and then a friend of yours on I, on uh, Facebook Messenger and then somebody else might really love Telegram. I've got a friend who uses Telegram with me. To be honest, it is a little frustrating that we have messages coming at us all everywhere. And so that's the, the sh issue is that is the way of the future, that people do prefer chat. And the solution for that is coming in that our inbox used to be gmail.com or Outlook or our company inbox. What I'm finding more and more is iPhone is becoming, the messages section is becoming that universal inbox and people are deciding what do I want in there and what don't I. With email, I could email you, if I gave your email address to a friend of mine, he could email you tomorrow with the request. If I gave your Facebook Messenger URL to a friend of mine, he's never going to bother you. No business can bother you there. I can't message anyone unless they explicitly ask me to, to subscribe. So there are frustrations, but there's also a lot of user and user controls there. Well, and I and I think it. This is true of email, of course. We've all just gotten burned out, so I, you know, on getting emails. But again, it always, you know, you were useful, you were helpful, you know, you sent stuff I wanted to read. I mean, that's how you got your emails open. And I think this is going to be true of of the bots too, right? If you just start spamming people, even if they give you permission, you're not going to be welcome there. If, if the the stuff you keep sending, even if I give you permission, is not useful, they're just going to say I don't want you anymore. So. 
You know what, John? I'll say two things about that. So I've been podcast. How long have you been podcasting? Since 2005. Wow. So you even beat me to podcasting. I started 2008. So you eventually build up a reputation. And what you find is there are these PR people who start soliciting you. They, you get on lists. And any one of them could put – and they never look at your – not never. Most of them don't look at your site. They just fire off the same thing to everyone. And there's nothing blocking them from doing it. With with Facebook Messenger, with chat apps in general, there's no way for me to message anyone unless they come to that page and hit the button. And once they do, it's all in the user's control. They could always swipe up to delete me, swipe up to report me, and then you know, you're know you gone. So it's I could see why why many consumers and many businesses are saying we prefer this to email. Yeah, yeah. Well, so let's talk about a couple of business use cases. Um, and again, think of, uh, it, it doesn't have to just be to get clients. I mean, I think that the, I think the best use of a lot of these technologies is to serve our existing clients. So think about if, uh, if you want to share kind of a couple instances or, or use cases of how you're seeing some businesses do things. You know what? I'll give an example of how a company that everyone who's listening to this knows could use it to, to crystallize it. So anyone who goes to duct tape marketing for the first time will see in the bottom right a little slide in that you're using now that says grab the seven steps to marketing success guide. They get to enter their email address and then you send them the guide. Immediately you send them the guide and then you get to keep teaching them about marketing techniques that you've learned that work for them, right? Well, the same thing could happen with chatbots. What you could do is say, if you want the seven steps to marketing success, press this button. No need to enter an email address, just press the button. As soon as they press the button, the chatbot says, here's the guide I promised you, and here's a technique that's working for our students. They also will then say, can I email you this guide too? So you can save it for later. If they want it, all they have to do is press, again, one button. They don't have to type in their email address because Facebook Messenger knows their email address. All they have to do is press a button and then it goes into their inbox. And now our students can reach people in two different ways, email and chat. So we're finding people do that really, really effectively. And again, I incorporated that into the chatbot I created as a demo for your audience. Well, thank you. So now I have also encountered a lot of companies when I buy something, they're giving me an option if I want tracking, if I want to know, you know when their order is going to be ready, that all of this communication that we maybe used to send through email can come through through chat as well. So as a customer service tool, I think there's going to be some huge adoption, isn't there? Oh, so I'll give you a couple of basics and then I want to give you one that's mind-blowing. A couple of basics are, yeah, um, you can send receipts via Facebook Messenger. PayPal now will do that and Shopify stores will do that. Yes, you can do customer service. A lot of people, they're on Facebook anyway, so they send a, a message to the business on Facebook. That's basic. That can be handled. And in addition to having humans respond to it, you could also have a chat bot respond to some of the basic questions like, what are your hours? What's your refund policy? An automated response can go. All right, let me give you the mind-blowing stuff, John. I was on a site called Pure Cycles, looking at a bike. I'm a cyclist. I saw one. I added it to my shopping cart. And then my flight took off to uh, to go to San Diego. I think you and I met each other in San Diego at, at drinks or something there. By the time I landed, I didn't buy it. I just put it in my shopping cart and forgot about it, which we often do. When I landed, it, I got... My phone vibrated and said, hey, you forgot something. I tapped the alert. It was a, a message via Facebook Messenger from Pure Cycles, a picture of the bike that I put in my shopping cart and said, do you want to complete your order of this? Do you want me to remind you about it later or do you want me to never bother you with that again? That is something you can never do with email. I never entered my email address. All they did was put an extra checkbox underneath the add to cart button 
And as soon as I added to cart, that checkbox gave them permission to also follow up with me on Facebook Messenger. Super powerful stuff. We're seeing, um, I think it's one out of 10 people buy when you use that. That, that would have uh, uh, otherwise abandoned purchase. One out of 10 people who put something in their shopping cart and walk away, just abandon it, will come back and buy because of that. I, I must admit, I end up doing that all the time with, uh, with Amazon, um, <laughs> leaving stuff in there. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> That's been in there for two years. I forgot all about that. So we all don't pay much attention to email. I'm with you. It's still an effective channel, but it's become less effective. Um, will bots take that course? I mean, I, again, I, I'm not saying it'll be today or tomorrow, but uh, will bots eventually take that course when everybody's doing it? I think the difference is the power is completely in the user's hands. I've had people say to me, Andrew, I have this huge group of over 100,000 people on Facebook. Can I add all of them to my bot and have my bot mess? No, you can't. Can I have these customers? Can I add all? No, you can't. They have to explicitly ask to subscribe. And at any time, they don't even have to ask you to unsubscribe. The power of unsubscribe is in their hands. And the difference is my assistant loves to use uh, Expedia. Every time I want to book a flight, she uses Expedia. The problem with Expedia is they immediately will subscribe me to every newsletter and she must not look at all the checkboxes that are there and so I get a ton of email from them. I always will go through and personally unsubscribe, hit that button and unsubscribe. And often what I get from them is it'll take up to 10 days to unsubscribe. And I think, what are you guys doing up to 10 days? Are you taking a punch card and putting it into a computer? Do you have to, what is this? And so the difference here is it's in their hands. The unsubscribe process is their way. How many times have you hit a link to unsubscribe and you think you unsubscribe, then you look at one of the tabs that was open in the background on your computer and you realize it says, to complete this unsubscribe, enter the email address you signed up with and go, I forgot, I don't even know the email address you have on file. But I wouldn't tell people, John, to give up on email. We even created code we give to our students that allows them to say, look, you have a client who uses email and they love it. Just add this little bit of code and they'll get permission to get chat messages to the user and email. It doesn't have to be an either or. It could be an and. Well, yeah, well I think it's like a lot of things. You're actually uh, – I, I suspect and maybe I'll ask you this as a question. I suspect there are people that are actually building their email list more effectively using chatbots. Yes. Just as you described. And and making the, chan making the channel itself a, a better channel again uh, because they're using it in smarter ways. Yes, and I'll make sure that the chatbot I created as a demo here will have that because what you're going to see is you don't have to type in your email address. One of the problems with typing in on a phone is tons of typos. Well-intentioned people like me, I always for some reason, I wonder if this is you or other people do it too, I don't type in .com for .com, I type in .ckm, I don't know why. I want to ask you two, two things about this uh, technology that I think a lot of people run into. A lot of people are using... AI, what we even call it that, is it really that yet? Um, <laughs> in some of these bots where they're kind of pre-programmed things. And, you know, we've all experienced, I've experienced a couple of really good ones. I've experienced some that just become like uh, the circle of hell. You know, it's like the, whatever I ask them, I get a stupid answer. And then they say, great, are you happy now? You know, no, I'm not happy. I didn't get my question answered. So, you know, is that just, is that laziness? Is that bad technology? I mean, is that going to get better? I see that it will. I invested in a company that's working on that and doing a phenomenal job. It's called Assist. They work with companies like 800 Flowers. This stuff is going to get better. It's just not there yet. And so I would say to anyone who's listening to you, you know what? Don't do it yet. Don't try to have your bot be super smart. Just think of it as another way of reaching people. They prefer to get messages on chat instead of email. And I, I've got stats that show it. 
then reach them via chat instead of email and let the intelligence get added in as it earns the right to get added into the experience. I've seen some of these futuristic things. They're amazing where you can actually say to a chatbot, my wife is having a birthday next week. The chatbot will say, what is your wife like? Ask you general questions about her and then suggest gray flowers. We're not exactly there yet in a world where that bot will not break, but it's coming. So let me ask you um, one hard question before we run out of time, and then you can tell me about the uh, Bot Academy a little more. Um, A lot of people realize that uh, Facebook paused uh, the chat bot feature for a period of time, and I think that that kind of gave some other people reason to pause. Uh, Do you want to talk about why that was, what the impact of that is? Is that, you know, does that, should we be nervous about that? Um, I actually was happy that they paused allowing new people to create chatbots. What I saw was people getting away with so much. This is a really powerful medium. Anything I send out is going to get just about over 40% open rates pretty easily. So what I saw was people were creating these deal bots where they were getting someone to subscribe and then they were sending out nothing but marketing messages under the guise of deals. And it clearly goes against Facebook's terms of service. They don't want to pollute the environment by creating nothing but spam. And people didn't got away. And I was sitting on the sidelines going, am I a sucker for not doing that? And then Facebook shut it down and said, let's look into it. There was a therapist bot which said no human being could ever see what you're saying to the therapist bot. And I I wrote to the founder. I said, you're out of your mind. Of course a human being can. Stop saying that. And so Facebook started cracking down on this stuff. So having said that. I think that they were right to do it, but I will also completely acknowledge as platform risk. If you have nothing but Facebook as the way of connecting with people, there's a big risk, which is why you'll see my bot, First, one of the first things it asks is, what's your email address? In the near future, we'll be able to create the same type of chatbot, and we already do, on different platforms, on your website that has nothing to do with Facebook. I saw bots on uh, Alexa. I don't think they're there yet, but we're going to see it be super strong. I think in business, you're going to see it go to Slack. I've seen some on LinkedIn. I think we're going to start to see it on on lots of other platforms. We should diversify, but you got to start somewhere. And this is 1.3 billion people who are checking it every month. I've got to be where they are. Yeah, I'm talking a lot here, John, right? I'm like, there's so much I want to cover. Because I know your podcast goes shorter than mine. Mine goes like an hour to two hour marathon. We're going to run out of time. So we better uh, better queue up uh, what the Bot Academy is, why you started it, and why people ought to check it out. The reason I started it is I, I'm an angel investor. I made an angel investment in a couple of chatbot companies. And I wanted the founders. I said to them, look, here's where I think chatbot's going. In the future, it'll be as intelligent as you're showing me. In the present, give us a way of connecting with our customers. And then I said, let me show you. And I created a bot. And then I started teaching people how to do it. And I said, look, it's working. And they said, you know what? It does make sense. Um, This does work. And what it is, is a place for me to teach people how to create chatbots. And if they want to, I know that there are a lot of businesses who come to me and say, can we hire you to do it? In the past, I would do it just to just to learn about this industry that I was investing in. Now I say, guess what? We have these graduates. If you want a chatbot built, one of our graduates can do it for you. So anyone who wants to learn how to build a chatbot and do it the way that I just described can go to botacademy.com slash duct tape marketing, and they'll see the one that I created for this, for this, for us, for our little group, and you'll get to experience it. And, um... And I think that this is something that we're going to start to see more and more of, and I don't, I don't want to miss it. 
I didn't miss email when it started. I don't want to miss this. Well, and I, and I will tell uh, listeners, of course, first off, we'll have the links in the in the show notes like we always do. But I will also tell people, you know, if you're if you're anytime a new topic comes up, you've already seen it. Get rich with bots and all the courses are coming uh, that people are putting out there. And so if you're going to learn about a new topic, I highly encourage you to learn from it from somebody you can trust. And, and I put Andrew in that category. So uh, um, it, it's a it's a topic you should learn about. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to like sell your house and <laughs> and uh, get involved in uh, chatbots, you know, for the rest of your life. But it's an important topic, and you, sh- you know, like all things, even if you're going to hire somebody to build something, you better know uh, why and how and and how to be an informed buyer. So, Andrew, thanks so much. Uh, great catching up, even briefly, and uh, hopefully we'll see you out there soon on the road. Thanks, I'm a long-term fan. Thanks so much for having me on. 